0: This is Jackson Peterson, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Humboldt, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan in studio. We'll also hear from Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman, both out on the road here today. Well, the December USDA Supply Demand Report, not much of a market mover. USDA left U.S. wheat supplies unchanged last month, lowered corn exports by 75 million bushels, thus raising corn ending stocks by 75 million bushels. Zero changes to the December soybean carryout. AgriSampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith calls the December USDA Supply Demand Report a dull report. Not
0: a lot of big changes at all. Um, We saw ending stocks for soybeans and wheat were left unchanged. Everyone was looking for a little bit of hike in the corn ending stocks, and we got that. The biggest surprise was actually probably the cotton market, where we did see ending stocks move up. And again, even that wasn't that big of a surprise.
1: Smith says the report does set up January, though, for bigger changes
0: it means we you know we're gonna to have to address this export situation if it doesn't improve vastly you know over the next four three four weeks we're probably going to be you know we're gonna see obviously production numbers finalized which is normal with that report so really they've kind of front-loaded everything going into the january report looking globally no big changes here either The most important number, which is uh, Brazilian uh, soybean production, they left that unchanged at 152.
1: South American weather and Argentina's drought are going to be the major focus now as trade opens up Sunday evening. Bolt marketing market analyst Dwayne Bussey said South American production is going to be the big driver now for the next couple of months.
2: Come Sunday night, we're going to look at Argentina weather. This is getting really bad down there. very hot, very dry, will it spread into Brazil? That's the question. Because remember, Brazil raises three times more soybeans than Argentina does. So for the bulls, you really need to see that drought expand in Brazil. And if it does, beans could really take off here.
1: Southern growing area of Brazil is not their major soybean growing region, but it is very important.
2: Exactly. And them increasing their planted acreage, you know, so they're going to have a record crop, it's just by how much. But, you know, Argentina they deals what they account for about 40% of the soybean meal exported in the world. So it's, Argentina's drought is a big deal.
1: Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association's annual convention continues through tomorrow in Wilmer. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman is there
3: information is flowing at the MSCA annual convention. South Dakota veterinarian Dr. Christina Porter addressed the cow-calf council meeting this morning on the importance of low-stress cattle handling, drawing a comparison about developing calves and a human study showing early life stressors can have lifelong impacts. Mainly kids that were in foster care and had multiple negative things that happened in their life, they turned out with a lot of autoimmune diseases and some very rare conditions later on. So negative impacts on these calves can affect them many, many years down the road. While that immune system is developing is a a time that has a lot of potential for good and bad to happen. So as that baby is ingesting that colostrum, if she's stressed out, she will not respond to the antibodies that are in it. She will not have her immune system activated, functioning and developing in the right way. That'll affect her when she gets to the feedlot and gets exposed to different pathogens. We'll see all kinds of things down the road. Dr. Porter also says that taking the time to train and acclimate cattle to being handled can improve fertility as well. Stockmanship, we're just talking about being caretakers of these animals, uh, doing the things that we know we should be doing in the first place, but making it a priority, not getting in a hurry is probably the biggest thing. Stress will delay the time that they reach puberty. It'll delay when those cows start cycling back. Uh, so if these cows are stressed, they, they just aren't going to have a chance to get bred. They're not going to be cycling. If they're in a fight-or-flight mode, when you're breeding them, their body's not responding to their hormones and everything else that we're trying to do for them. So we can have a, a huge impact on our reproduction by keeping that stress down. Reporting from Wilmer, Minnesota on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman.
1: NDSU Oliver County Extension Agent Rick Schmidt helped teach the Design Your Succession Plan workshop yesterday. Schmidt uh, Schmidt says when it comes to succession planning, start communicating early and it'll make it a little easier down the road.
2: I think what's important is that we start to develop a plan and see what options are available for for people and know that everybody's situation is different. Um, some people have uh, their own kids that are interested in coming back and maybe they don't don't have kids or some other uh, dynamics there and so what really makes these successful is that if we can identify that person that might be the the successor of that land or uh, business when they, they, they move on to the next 40 years is to basically make sure that um, they're all on the same page and that they start learning to uh, talk about their visions, their goals, and, and how they're going to basically continue on the legacy of this landowner.
1: Schmidt says when it comes to passing down family farms to the next generation, you have to treat everyone fair, but it uh, might not be equal.
2: I think it's having the conversation with family and always having that fear that they're going to upset somebody. It can, and it can potentially have some some negative uh, dynamics that go with it, but at the end of the day, it's a lot better to have those conversations than to basically wait until you can't make a a good decision at the end and and things just don't end up being the way you want them to be. So I, I think a lot of it is we always want to make everybody happy. And there's a lot of situations in life where there is not the ability to make everybody happy. You need to treat them all fair, but that doesn't mean they're equal, and it doesn't mean that everybody's going to be happy at the end of the day.
1: U.S. Class 1 railroads originated 20,000 grain carloads during the week ending November 26. That's down 24% from the previous week, 14% less than last year and 14% less than the three-year average. The average December secondary rail car bid offers were $665 above tariff. That's up $220 from the previous week. It's also $261 more than last year. Barged grain movement during the week ending December 3rd totaled 808,000 tons. That's 8% more than the previous week, but it is 7% less than the same week last year cost to ship a metric ton of grain out of the Gulf ports to Japan, $57 a ton, 2% less than the previous week. For out of the Pacific Northwest, $32.25, 3% less than last week. This is the Red River Farm Network. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Weather forecasters are continuing to monitor the evolution of a storm system that's expected to bring heavy snow and blizzard conditions to the northern plains beginning late Monday and lasting into Wednesday. World Weather Incorporated Senior Ag Meteorologist Drew Lerner says it will begin with warm temperatures ahead of that system.
4: Over the weekend, it'll become real obvious uh, with a, an insurgence of very warm and moist air coming northward from the Gulf of Mexico. And that'll overspread most of the U.S. Midwest proper. And it will come up to the east side of the, of the Red River. And, uh, in the meantime, uh, a low pressure center is going to form over northeastern Colorado.
1: That low-pressure system will then shift eastward into Iowa early next week.
4: And as it moves in that direction, it's going to pull uh, the cold air out of western Canada into the back of that storm and then pull some of that warm air that's over the Midwest back to the west so that it comes right across the heart of our listening area and will end up with a really favorable environment for a lot of precipitation. And unfortunately... Some of that's going to occur as a blizzard and
3: and very heavy snowfall.
1: Red River Farm Network, Farm Broadcaster, Sierra. Doctor is in Bismarck today.
3: We're here in Bismarck at North Dakota Farmers Union 96th Annual Convention. I'm here with National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue. Rob, let's talk about the Fairness for Farmers campaign. What's an update on that front? And tell me a little bit about your vision for it.
5: Really, Fairness for Farmers was born out of what's been a topic for farmers union for a long time. And that is this growing consolidation in agriculture uh, that uh, ultimately puts a lot of pressure on farmers to you know just get bigger and bigger and bigger to try to cover their their costs. Uh it also puts co- uh pressure on uh consumers because there's so few players in the middle of those markets, uh that even without these recent pressures on inflation and so forth, consumers' costs go up. So with Farmers fighting for those margins and sometimes the negative margins on the one end, and uh, consumers struggling on the other end. Uh, we launched a campaign a little over a year ago to really bring a lot more attention to this issue, ultimately, to try to get uh, Congress and uh, the Wine House to pay attention to this issue. Uh, we've seen some su- success, but obviously, we have a lot more work to do.
3: You know, Rob, consolidation, the meat industry was a, a pretty big topic a year or so ago when producers were seeing a lot tighter margins with market prices increasing recently. Is market transparency, market consolidation still a big topic in the marketplace?
5: Absolutely, because the inherent problems with cattle markets, uh, if we want to talk about those for a second, still exist. Uh, the fact that you have those few players there, the fact that you have quite frankly, some of it's uh, portrayed to the fact that uh, ranchers want to talk about these challenges, but they struggle because they're worried about retaliation. When you have threats of retaliation out there on independent ranchers and and the decisions that they're making and uh, the type of transparent, open, uh, and fair marketplace that they're looking for, I think we have a real problem. That kind of really speaks for itself. Um, We are finally getting the attention of the Department of Justice and the the Antitrust Division there and uh, these messages are getting through Uh, but uh, look we all know the markets come up and they go down and so forth but those inherent fundamental problems with the marketplace continue to exist
3: certainly thanks rob that was national farmers union president rob larue reporting agriculture's business i'm sierra doctor on the red river farm network
1: The processing equipment for the new Ag Innovation Campus at Crookston should be in place by the end of the week. Tom Slineka, who's Chief Executive Officer for the campus, expects the facility to be operational by spring or early summer. Slineka says the Ag Innovation Campus is all about the future.
0: This facility is being built so that we can advance both processing technologies and new uh, soybeans and other types of oil seeds. Everything from cover crops to canola to sunflower. All of those types of of plants are uh, being researched and there's genetic modifications and traditional plant breeding modifications happening all over the United States and literally all over the world. The Ag Innovation Campus is going to be the place where those products can go first to be proven at a scale large enough to where the big plants
1: say, hey, that's something I want to do at my facility. Reporting agriculture's business. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Let's catch up with Ag Week reporter Michael Pates. Michael, what do you have for us on the cover of Ag Week this
6: week? Well, this is a kind of a look into a little livestock expansion area in Clark County, South Dakota. You've got uh, kind of a feature story about uh, Kaylin and Samantha Lamont from. Um, the Carpenter, South Dakota area near Willow Lake. And they are uh, in a new hog feeding operation. And Samantha takes care of her uh, small children and then works in this uh, barn that they've constructed. They work for a a company that owns the pigs from Iowa and has associations with Pipestone System and uh so it's that and then you know the philosophy of some of the county commissioners who are uh trying to be welcoming of livestock as a main uh way that people in that community can have a place to uh have opportunity you know as they say you know your large farms are getting larger and uh need less labor and then in order to keep the school systems perking along they they need uh, people doing things, and uh, livestock turns over seven times or so in a community, the money, and that means uh, jobs, whether it's veterinary or uh, feed or all kinds of things associated with, with livestock, trucking and things. So uh, all the things associated with that all add up to a more vital economy.
1: Well, Mickle sounds interesting. Looking forward to reading about it next week's Ag Week. And let's catch uh, market numbers here before we leave you this afternoon. We're down 9 now in Minneapolis. Wheat, winter wheats are down 12 in Chicago, 13 in Kansas City. Corn trading mixed. We're a penny and a half higher in the March, down a half penny in the July. Uh, the uh, January soybeans are down four and three quarters. March beans down four and a half. January meal is 40, uh, $4.60 a ton higher. Bean oil 122 points lower. Canola is down 90 cents a metric ton. December live cattle up a buck 52. January feeders 37 higher. And December hogs down 45 cents. This is the Red River Farm Network.